Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Red Sox fans, how you doing? A great series win against the Detroit Tigers. A good sweep will always make your morning that much better. Everyone, hello, hello. Welcome to episode six of the Believe in Red Sox podcast. How you doing? I am live here on YouTube, but if you are listening from your favorite podcast network, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, hello, Welcome. I am I am always live on YouTube if you ever want to come on to the stream where you can see my screen, you can see my potato face, whatever you want. Um, but everyone, welcome. I see a few familiar faces here in the chat on YouTube. But uh, hey, great, great sweep of the Detroit Tigers. In my opinion, I think we needed that sweep going into a big series with the Cleveland Guardians this weekend, a day off today. But uh, to me, getting a sweep like that is something where you feel good about yourselves, you're playing great baseball, and you're going to be going up against a really good team in the Cleveland Guardians who are now leading the AL Central. What the heck has been going on with the Cleveland Guardians? We're going to talk about them here in a little bit. But everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to break down this past series with the Tigers. We're going to preview the upcoming series of the Cleveland Guardians. I'm going to give my thoughts on a few things. And uh, yeah, we're going to go over some prospects as well. A fun show, episode six. We're getting closer to the double-digit milestone for episodes. So thank you for always coming out. And uh, But before I do get started uh, going over today's sponsor, which is BetOnline. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for The NBA, well, not the NBA playoffs anymore. That is over. Major League Baseball fights and NFL. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, we are partners with SeatGeek. Use my code HIDE. That gets you $20 off your first purchase. And also, don't forget, we are partners with Prize Picks as well. They will give you a 100% deposit match if you use my code GINGER. So, everyone, let's get to it here. Like I said, a great sweep. What I think it's exactly what we needed going into a tough series. We had a tough series against the Cardinals last week. So the Red Sox, I mean, they've been beating up on some bad teams lately, but they have shown they can play against the big boys too. And they showed that against the St. Louis Cardinals. So they're going to need that against the Cleveland Guardians as well. But let's get into this past series. I'm going to go game by game. I'm going to break it down for you. So here we go, sharing the screen here on YouTube. 
But uh, in game one, we had Winkowski against Fiedo. Winkowski, he looked really solid in this game. But let's break down the scoring. J.D. Martinez got it started with a base hit to right to make it 1-0. Torkelson, who has been struggling this year, former number one pick, has not had a great season with the Tigers. But he had a sack fly here to tie it up in the second. Devers, he came up later on, roped a double to right to make it 2-1. Vasquez, Christian Vasquez, had a sack fly to make it 3-1. And let's talk about Christian Vasquez here for a second man he's been hitting really well lately overall on the year he's hitting 278 has a 735 OPS four homers 29 RBIs he's sixth in defense among catchers this year but in the last six games he's been hitting really well he's seven for his last 21 he has a 348 on base a 762 slugging two homers five RBIs I'll talk about Vasquez here in just a little I'll talk about him again here in a little bit but he came up with the sack fly he's been playing great baseball lately Franchi Cordero man base hit drove in two more to make it five to one at this point it was pretty much over when you got a big lead over the Detroit Tigers like this man it just feels like it's pretty much over but uh Speaking of Franchi Cordero, you know what? I'm going to go back in time a little bit. I'm going to talk about the Andrew Benintendi trade. Uh, Franchi Cordero was one of the pieces that we got back in the Franchi Cordero trade. Remember, it was a three-team trade. You had the Red Sox, the Royals, and the Mets. But uh, Franchi Cordero, this was a guy that we got back. And he's been pretty solid this year, man. Uh, really enjoying what Franchi Cordero is doing. But the point of me bringing up this trade, I'm starting to lean towards the fact that I think the Red Sox are going to end up winning this trade in the end. Andrew Benintendi has been pretty solid for the Kansas City Royals. Had a pretty good season last year. Having a pretty good season again this year. Should be traded by the deadline unless the Royals maybe want to extend him. We'll have to wait and see. But um, in my opinion, man, the Red Sox, they are getting some good production, not just in the majors from the guys that they got back, but a few of the guys they got back in this trade as well. They ended up being three players to be named later. Uh, they're very far away from the major leagues, so um, not really too much on them. But let me just kind of dive into this. Winkowski, I just talked about Cordero. Winkowski got the start in this game. He was one of the pieces that we got back in that trade. And he's so far, he's been a spot starter, pretty much a kind of a depth guy at this point. But he's been pretty solid overall. He's only 23 years old. Keep that in mind. But he's won two of his three starts. Ended up being really solid in this game. Franchi Cordero had himself a really good May. Remember, he had the walk-off grand slam. He hit 274 that month with an 803 OPS. He was very solid. Uh, and let's get into the three players to be named later that ended up being revealed later on. Uh, one of those guys was Luis De La Rosa. As of right now, he's only 18 years old. He's had pretty decent numbers in rookie ball, very far away, but he actually pitched the other day in uh, Fort Myers for the Red Sox, ended up getting four strikeouts, or uh, sorry, four shutout innings the other day. So Luis De La Rosa, put that name in the back of your head, be on the lookout for him. He's got pretty decent stuff. He could use a little more velocity. I think over time that will get better, but this is a guy, he throws a lot of strikes, I think Luis De La Rosa is a name that you could end up seeing down the road. Another guy that we got, he hasn't really factored into anything. Grant Gambrell, uh, overall, not great numbers. He's got a 6.37 ERA in the Red Sox organization so far. So, I mean, whatever on him. But another guy that we got was Freddie Valdez. He came from the Mets in that trade. He was an international free agent in 2018. A guy with a lot of raw power, high exit velocities. 
he doesn't chase a lot, but he's pretty much just working on picking the right times to swing. So he's a work in progress, but that's a name to be on the lookout for uh, down the road. But overall, what the Red Sox are getting from Cord from Cordero and Winkowski right now, very solid production. They have contributed to this team this year. And yeah, Benintendi having himself a good season with the Kansas City Royals. But these two guys have been stepping up for the Red Sox this year, and you love to see it. Um, but let's get back to the game here. Like I said, Cordero had the base hit to make it 5-1. At that point, it was pretty much over. Tanner Houck came in, locked it down for his fifth save. Um, Tanner Houck, man, he's racking up those saves. I will say, despite having a good ERA of 2.45 and a 0.68 FIP since recording that first save, he has been a bit hittable so far since taking over the closer role. Hitters are hitting 313 against him with a 790 OPS. So while Tanner Houck has been coming in and locking it down, he hasn't been the most clean. He hasn't given you the most clean innings. So something to be on the lookout for with Tanner Houck. Hopefully he can kind of get this. Uh, again, he's locking down the saves, but I, I want these to be a little more uh, a little more tidy, if you ask me. But Tanner Howe coming in, getting the save in this one. And then Winkowski, had him, like I said, had himself a good start in this one. Went into the seventh, six and two-thirds innings pitched. Only gave up two runs. Really mixing and matching in this one. He threw 36 sinkers, really relied on the defense in this one. Uh, 26 sliders, only 12 fastballs and change-ups. So Winkowski really relied on the ground ball here really relying on that slider as well. But Winkowski, he's been a very solid spot starter for the Red Sox so far. Um, I think eventually when you do start getting guys coming back like Evaldi, he's taking a little longer to come back. So far, that hip and that lower back haven't fully responded uh, as quickly as the Red Sox hoped. Um, but when he comes back, Chris Sale, you're gonna Whitlock should be on track to be coming back Hopefully by next week, everything is looking pretty good with him. He threw the other day and uh, everything, pretty much good reports from that. So expect Whitlock back within the next week. But when you start getting these guys healthy, I would imagine Winkowski, he's going to be the odd man out eventually. He'll probably end up going back down to AAA. Could you maybe see him go to the bullpen? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Winkowski, very solid in this game. Let's go over to game two in this one. Red Sox winning this one 5-4. to four. Rich Hill ended up getting the start against Bo Breesk. Uh, going over the scoring here, Miguel Cabrera, he got it started with a base hit to make it 1-0. J.D. Martinez, he answered in the bottom half with a sack fly. Javier Baez ended up coming up in the third. May, uh, hit a home run to make it 2-1. Javier Baez, man. Uh, I'll, I'll get into his numbers here in just a little bit, but he's been hitting really well lately. He has been a overall a pretty big disappointment so far with the Tigers, but uh, he's been hitting well lately. I'll get into his numbers here soon. Uh, Trevor Story had a three-run home run in the fourth. You know, Trevor Story has been, uh, I guess what you could say, a, a hot and a cold hitter. Uh, he had that really good stretch at one point where you just couldn't get the guy out. But uh, he's been heating up a little bit lately. Had a three-run homer here. That made it 4-2. to two. But in his last seven games, he has a 482 slugging with two homers, a double, and six RBIs. So Trevor's story, he is contributing with the offense as of late. Uh, getting into the fifth inning here, Eric Haas, he answered in the fifth with a base hit to left to make it 4-3. to three. Uh, but here is Christian Vasquez yet again, once again, 
coming up with a big insurance home run, just like he did against the Cardinals. Remember, he had that big three-run homer. that, And remember, the Cardinals in that game answered with a home run of their own from Juan Yepes, but Christian Vasquez, that home run was just enough to put the Red Sox ahead for the win there. And Christian Vasquez ended up doing the same thing here. Uh, hit a no-doubter into the monster seats, just a line drive shot. He knew it as soon as he hit it. Um, but uh, that ended up making it 5-3. to three. And then Matt Strom, he came in for the ninth, and then he gave up a home run to Jonathan Scope. So that made it 5-4. to four. So again, Christian Vasquez coming up with a big home run there. Um, but Strom... He gave up the home run. He got two more outs, but then the Red Sox brought in John Schreiber with Javier Baez coming up. Baez ended up getting the base hit, but then he got Miguel Cabrera on the ground out, and that secured the game. Rich Hill, he pitched in this one. He navigated through five innings. That's what Rich Hill does, man. He navigates through five, six innings. That's what Rich Hill is going to give you. I've said this a few times now. I do think eventually... He will be the odd man out if everyone comes back healthy. But uh, I definitely think Rich Hill will still have a spot on this team if I were to put money down. Could you end up seeing him get DFA'd if the Red Sox, you know, end up getting a lot of guys coming back healthy? It's possible. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. It really just depends on the logistics at that point. But Rich Hill, he was solid in this one. Five innings, three earned, six Ks. He got the win. Uh, let's go on to game three here. This, to me, this was the game I was looking forward to the most, especially when it came to the pitching matchups. We had Michael Waka against Tarek Skubal. Skubal has been having a really good year this year. That's why I was thinking, you know, for the Red Sox, this is going to be a tough matchup. Skubal has just been lights out. Uh, the Tigers have been having a down season this year, but he's been having a very good season. You should see him in the All-Star game here, but I was a little worried about this one coming in just because of how good he has been. Um, so this game was a toss-up to me. But Waka, man, oh, man, he ended up coming up big in this one. I'll break down his numbers here in just a little bit. But before I get to that, the big news of this game was Jeter Downs making his Major League debut. Now, I'm going to kind of sound like a downer here, man. I, I, no, that was no pun intended on that one. I swear on my life that was there. No pun intended there. Wow, that was uh, quite the pun. Um, but Jeter Downs here, okay. I'm I'm not. I don't understand the the hype. I really don't. I, I was seeing the the news everywhere on this one. Um, everywhere you went, you know, Jeter Downs getting the call, making his major league debut. I, I don't get it, to be honest. I, I don't I don't understand what the fuss is because it, while he is a higher-ranked prospect, um, he has not done anything for the Red Sox in this organization. I'm sorry. I'm just going to flat-out say it. He hasn't done anything. He's been hitting some home runs. He's been driving in some runs. But take a look at this slash line ever since he joined the Red Sox organization. Over 152 games. He's only hitting 185. He's got a 284 on base, a 365 slugging. He does have 25 home runs in those 152 games. That looks pretty good. That's not bad. 60 RBIs as well. But he's been striking out a ton ever since coming over coming over in the Mookie Betts trade. He's got 200 strikeouts in 627 plate appearances. That's right around a 32% strikeout rate. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I, you know, the thing with Jeter Downs, I thought he could be a pretty decent player, but to me, there was nothing that really stood out 
with Jeter Downs, you know, he's pretty average when it comes to uh, it comes to the hit tool. The power is decent, but, you know, nothing amazingly off the charts. Got some speed. He has stolen some bases, so that is one thing about Jeter Downs. He's okay in the field. You know, he's going to get the job done. He can play multiple positions. He can play short, second, third. Um, so, but to me, there's nothing that really stands out with him, you know, I don't know. Like if you look at his scouting report, he's got a 40 hit tool, a 45 power. Uh, to me, the speed, uh, Fangraphs, they went a little low on his speed. They got they got him at a 40 speed. I'm not really sure why they have it as a 40. I would put it at a 50 or a 55. Um, and a 50 in the field. Um, you know, there's just nothing that really jumps out at you with Jeter Downs. And this slash line over the past, you know, two years in the Red Sox organization, again, 185. 284, 365. I really don't understand. Like I'm seeing, you know, Boston Globe, you know, the Herald, you know, all these different, you know, media outlets saying, oh, Jeter Downs getting the call. But I'm like, first off, they're only calling him up because they needed an infielder, right? And, uh, you know, I don't know, but everyone's making it like it's a big deal. I'm going to be honest here. And I'm really not trying to sound like a negative Nancy. I'm really not. I, I just think the, I don't know. I think he just has like that, you know what I kept hearing the most about Jeter Downs over the last couple of days was how there was that Derek Jeter connection for some because he's named after Derek Jeter. That's what it is. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm not trying. I'm he's he's a really nice guy. You you you, you listen to interviews and everything. Um, very well spoken. You know, just a well mannered guy. But to me, the one thing I keep hearing about with Jeter Downs all the time is just the Derek Jeter connection, how he was named after Derek Jeter. They've had uh, conversations before, and I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Like, Derek Jeter is viewed as, like, a god in Major League Baseball. I get it. He was a very good player. The defense was just completely terrible. I digress. But um, that's what I think it is, honestly. Like, every article you read, they always had to throw in the Derek Jeter thing. They were all, oh, are, we, are we lagging here? Are we lagging? Oh, hold on, everyone. One second, one second. Are we good? Are we good? Okay, sorry about that, everyone. I was getting a little bit of lag. Um, but yeah, you know, it's... Uh, to me, Jeter Downs, I'm I'm not really understanding what the fuss was. You know, to me, well, sure, he has shown some things in the minor leagues. It's... Uh, I'm just not really impressed, and I, I didn't really understand what all the hype was. Downs, I think, has the potential to be an everyday player in the major leagues, but at the end of the day, you know, we're looking at what you know the, when you're looking at the last couple of years. I'm not impressed. You know, these numbers are really down. You know, I don't know. I think at this point, I think Jeter Downs. I think he at this point in time, unless he really fixes something and gets back on track, I think at this point. I think he's basically a bench player at this point. I think he's a guy that can come off the bench. He can be a utility guy. He can play in the infield. Um, but at this rate, I don't really see an everyday player with Jeter Downs. And who knows? He's only 23 years old. He can definitely work on some things. Absolutely. But, um, hey, we'll have to wait and see. But Jeter Downs, he did go over. You know, a lot of people at Fenway, they were on their feet. You know, looking for him to get a base hit. Ended up going 0-4 in this game. But uh, those are my thoughts on Jeter Downs. I'm not trying to sound like a negative Nancy, but, you know, I just saw a lot, 
of hype over this. And I'm just thinking, why? You know, he, he was just called up basically for a need in the infield. And uh, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. But um, let's get to the uh, let's get to the scoring here. So um, Javier Baez, man, like I just mentioned, he like I just mentioned before, he had a good game in the last game. And then he came up here, got it started. Another home run in this series to make it 2-0. Javier Baez, like I said, really disappointing year so far with the Detroit Tigers, but he has been hitting really well lately. Over his last seven games, he's hitting 407 with a 1374 OPS. Three homers, five RBIs. Javier Baez has been picking it up lately, and uh, hopefully, for his sake, man, he's getting paid a lot of moolah, and uh, hopefully Javier Baez... We're going to start seeing a little more out of him with the Detroit Tigers. But he got it started here to make it 2-0. Jaron Duran got a double in the third, though, to tie it up. And I'm going to get into Jaron Duran here. Um, let's take a break just from the scoring because I want to talk a little Jaron Duran. I'm starting to think, man, I'm starting to think he is making his case to be an everyday player for the Red Sox. It's reminding me of the, the Jacoby Ellsbury Uh with Jacoby Ellsbury back in 2007, you know, Coco Crisp was the everyday guy, but Ellsbury came up. He was a top prospect and he Ellsbury basically forced his way into the lineup. He was hitting well. He was getting on base, he had the speed. Jaron Duran is really reminding me of that um, because right now you have Kike Hernandez on the IL and Kike Hernandez, actually, that's another guy. He's taking a little longer to get back off of the IL. He took some swings the other day, but his hip, once again, giving him some problems. Um, so still waiting on Kike Hernandez a little bit. But Jaron Duran, when Kike does come back eventually, you're going to have to make a decision because you're going to have three guys, Jaron Duran, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Rob Snyder. If you're going to keep a lefty, I think you gotta you gotta stay with Jaron Duran. I I don't know what else to say because Jackie Bradley Jr. I think his time is running out. I think his time's running out. He's got good defense out there, but with the bat, he's basically a he's a black hole. He's only hitting 240 this month with a 535 OPS. You know, and and then you could you know maybe say, oh, we'll just put him on the bench. Well, what about Rob Refsnyder? This guy's starting to hit too. He's doing really good lately. My goodness, he's got 11 hits over 32 plate appearances with the Red Sox so far. He's hitting 407 over 10 games with a 469 on base and a 630 slugging. You know, Rob Refsnyder has been really good, but, you know, Refsnyder has also been playing some good defense as well. He has two defensive runs saved in six games in the outfield compared to Jackie Bradley Jr.'s four defensive runs saved over 52 games. To me, I mean, I guess it really comes down to what are the Red Sox value? Because Jackie Bradley Jr., it's not just the defensive runs saved. It's just his instincts out there. When he's in the outfield, this is a guy, if a ball is hit his way, you know he's going to get it. You know it's just it's 99.9% chance. Bradley is going to track down that ball. He doesn't have a lot of speed, but his routes in the outfield are just phenomenal. Uh, probably some of the best in the major leagues. But Rob Refsnyder is showing he can play out there as well. I'm thinking, man, when Kike Hernandez comes back, I'm thinking you got to go 
with Jaron Duran as the everyday guy. Now, the only problem with Jaron Duran, and this is something the Red Sox are really going to have to think about, is his defense. Now, he's been playing center field mostly. I'm sorry, but Jaron Duran is not a center fielder. That's the one difference with him and Jacoby Ellsbury. I made that comparison a little bit ago. But Duran is not a center fielder. He's not. If you take a look at his defense, he has negative eight defensive runs saved in center field. So I think it's really going to come down to what do the Red Sox want to do here? Do they want to focus more on the, do they want more offense or do they want more defense? That's what it's going to come down to because Duran, he can't play center field, man. I don't know. I think Duran is, is more of a left fielder at this point, but then you got Verdugo out there. Could you, you could move Verdugo over to center field. That is definitely something. Uh, I think Verdugo, you're going to see better defense out of him in left field. So it really just comes down to how are you going to make it work, I guess. But offensively, Jaron Duran and Rob Snyder are right now, they should have spots on this team when Kike comes back. I think Jackie Bradley Jr.'s time is, I think it's coming. I think it's almost up. I, I hate to say that. I love Jackie Bradley Jr., but when it comes to logistics, I think Duran is the guy you got to go with. The guy is just hitting. He's showing that he belongs. Ref Snyder is proving to be a really good fourth outfielder. He's a veteran guy too. I And, and Ref Snyder's come up in some big spots as well. I think when Kike comes back, I think you have to go with Duran and Ref Snyder. I would love to keep that glove, but with JBJ, but I don't know, man. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see what the Red Sox end up doing, but Jaron Duran is definitely making a case. Uh, but speaking of Rob Ref Snyder, came up big again, homeward for the Red Sox to give them a 4-2 lead, and then Verdugo came up, had a base hit that just landed fair out there in left field to make it 6-2, and that was pretty much the game at that point. Michael Waka, he pitched great in this one. Six innings, two earned, seven strikeouts. Really went with the heavy fastball changeup mix. Uh, 30 changeups in this one. He got 10 swing and misses. Gotta love what Waka's been doing this year, man. Absolutely phenomenal for him. Uh, I'm super happy for the guy. Uh, but then Deekman and Salamore came in. They pitched the last few uh, the last few innings. Game over at that point. So, a good sweep. This is exactly what you need to do when you're going up against a lowly Detroit Tigers team. You could have, I guess if there was an excuse, if you were to lose a game in this one, it would have been game three. You know, Scooble has had a really good year for the Tigers, but um, I think in the end, the Red Sox, if they didn't walk away with a sweep in this one, it would have felt a little... Yeah, you know, against the Oakland A's, remember, they were going for the sweep there, but then Paul Blackburn ended up winning that third game. And you kind of walked away with a bit of a sour taste in your mouth. You know, you're like, ah, could have had that sweep. But they, they came into this one, they got the sweep, they got the job done. And that's huge to me because you got a big, big series coming up with the Cleveland Guardians. But let me just go over some injuries. Uh, like I mentioned, Kike Hernandez, the hip, it has been a little slow. He took some batting practice, uh, and it just he kind of felt it again is what he said. Um, Nathan Evaldi as well. He's been a little slow. Whitlock, he should be back soon. 
Um, Chris Sale is scheduled to throw another bullpen soon. So, but uh, not too much news when it comes to the injuries with the Red Sox. But let's get into this next series coming up. Uh, Cleveland, man, they're playing some great baseball lately. They're one of the best teams in Major League Baseball uh, as of late. In the month of June, they're 15-4 and four on the month. They've won three straight games. Cleveland, man, who would have thought they'd be leading the division as of right now? Actually, uh, I just did a video on the Cleveland Guardians last night. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I broke down why Cleveland has been so good. Here's the thing with the Cleveland Guardians. They are not going to demolish you like the New York Yankees or the Mets. They're not going to you know, pile on the offense. What they're really good at is doing the small things well. You know, Terry Francona, he's a good manager, man. Good manager. Uh, but he he has really emphasized doing the small things well, playing fundamental baseball. And, yeah, the Guardians, they got Jose Ramirez. Absolutely. This guy absolutely is going to be in the running for MVP. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of other big boppers in this lineup. They just have a lot of solid contributors. You got Andres Jimenez, who's having a really good year. Oscar Gonzalez has been great since being called up. Steven Kwan having a solid rookie season. Josh Naylor is second in RBIs on the team. Owen Miller has been hitting well. Didn't do very good last year, but he's been hitting a lot better this year. So Cleveland, they have a lot of solid contributors. They're a pesky team, but they're talented as well. Very talented. They have a good bullpen, one of the better bullpens in Major League Baseball. The starting rotation, to me, is the weaker link on this team, but it's not bad by any means. And uh, one of the guys that the Red Sox are going to be going up against is Shane Bieber in this series. But let's go over game by game here. Let's go over the pitching matchups. Um, in the first game, we are going to have... Hold on a second. We're going to have Cal Quantrill against Nick Pavetta in this one. Let me pull this up. Uh, but Nick Pavetta, this is a guy, man. He's been taking the ball every five days. And uh, my, my, oh, my. He's been very good. Why is this game not coming up? I think RedSox.com, they messed up with their links here. Yeah, here we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, Nick Pavetta, he's been awesome for the Red Sox. Ever since that terrible first month, man, Nick Pavetta has had it going on since the beginning of May. 7-3 and three with a 2.07 ERA, a 2.73 FIP, 66 strikeouts over 65 innings. Man, oh man, Nick Pavetta has been phenomenal to me. He's been the ace of this staff. I don't see how you keep Nick Pavetta out of the All-Star game. I think he has absolutely earned it at this point. Um, but this is a good guy to go to for that first game of this series. It's going to be a big series. They're going to need Pavetta to be on his game. You're going up against Cal Quantrill, and this is why I think this is a winnable game. Here's why. Quantrill has been pretty good this year. He has a 3.77 ERA, a 4.26 FIP, but... He's not, a, he's not a big strikeout guy. Five strikeouts per nine. He's a big fly ball guy. A lot of fly balls with him. 39.7% fly balls. That's 18th in Major League Baseball. Cal Quantrill is a fly ball pitcher. Well, just so happens the Red Sox, they got a lot of boppers in this lineup. And uh, they've actually had some guys have some success off of Cal Quantrill. J.D. Martinez has three 
three hits versus him. Uh, Trevor Story, he's homered off him before. And Trevor Story, he's been getting into him lately. Like I mentioned earlier, almost has a slugging of 500 over his, what, last six or seven games. He's been doing really well. I wouldn't be surprised to see Trevor Story go deep in this one off of Cal Quantrill. That's my prediction. I say Trevor Story goes deep off Cal Quantrill in game one. But uh, I feel good about this one. Again, fly ball picture. I expect the Red Sox to try and take advantage of that. And Nick Pavetta, he's just been pitching so well. I expect the Red Sox to win this first game. Uh, going into game two, this is where the the momentum, I think, swings back to Cleveland. Uh, you got Bieber in this one. Bieber, clear-cut ace. He's been phenomenal. 78 innings this year, a 3.00 ERA, a 2.71 FIP, 9.5 strikeouts per nine, two walks per nine. Very good strikeout-to-walk ratio. Uh, but And for the Red Sox, you got Winkowski. I was just talking about Winkowski here a little bit ago. Um, he's been a solid spot starter. Now, when you're going up against Bieber, though, this is a mismatch. Hopefully, Winkowski, he can come in five innings, maybe six, hold him to a few runs, and uh, that can give the Red Sox a chance. But with Bieber, the way he's been pitching this year, man, he's been really good. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I don't feel great about this one. But what does make me feel a little better about this game? Raphael Devers, he has two homers off of Shane Bieber. Bogarts is homered off of Shane Bieber. Christian Vasquez, he's had success against Bieber. He's done pretty well against him. We'll have to wait and see how this ends up going. But in game three, this is where I think this is where I think the Red Sox and the uh, the Guardians. There's a bit of a toss up here. You know, you got Rich Hill and you got Aaron Savali. Now, Rich Hill to me, this is a guy. He is your prototypical fifth starter. You know, maybe a fourth. Hill is a guy that has been just a guy that's been able to navigate five, maybe six innings. Um, so I think he could give you an okay start here. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the, the Guardians offense, they've been pretty good lately. So we'll have to wait and see what ends up happening with Rich Hill. Uh, but Aaron Savali, now, as you can see here, if you're with me here on YouTube, you can see that Savali he's, doesn't have great numbers right here. Two and three. A 7.25 ERA, but Savali has been a lot better as of late. If you take a look at his numbers in the month of June, he has a 3.60 ERA and a 0.93 FIP. That is an extremely good FIP. Very good. Under under a run. So I'm honestly, you know, Savali, the Red Sox don't have a lot of guys that have gone up against him. So I'm a little curious about this one, just because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of at bats against him. He's been doing well this month. He's also been striking out a lot of guys. Twelve and a half strikeouts per nine, under two walks per nine this month. I'll be honest, I, I, I'm going to give the edge here to the Guardians. They've been playing great baseball lately, and uh, my right now the Red Sox, if they want to win this series, they're going to have to battle. And the offense is going to have to come up big, man. You know, with Rich Hill and Winkowski, you know, those aren't the those aren't the guys that I'm looking forward to to have on the mound. This is where the Red Sox injuries might catch up to them a little bit. No Evaldi. I think not having Evaldi, that's 
that is going to show in this series. They've been able to get through these bad teams like the Tigers and the A's, but against the Guardians, this is where you need guys like Evaldi, right? This is where you need guys, even though Whitlock has just become a starter this year, I would feel much better with Whitlock than Winkowski on the mound. You know, if I were to pick one of those guys, I'm going Whitlock, right? Um, This is where it would be great to have Chris Sale. You know, this is where the Red Sox injuries, I think, are going to show a little bit. Right now, if I were to put money down, I'm thinking Cleveland, right now, they have the edge to win this series. Just because of how well they've played this month, the bit of a mismatch when it comes to the starting pitching. Cleveland's bullpen has also been very good. So right now, if I were to lean towards a team that's going to win this series, I would lean towards Cleveland. Um, But the Red Sox, hey, they've shown they can show up to play too. They could definitely win this series. I'm not counting them out of it. So it's going to be a fun series overall. Again, getting back to the standings, uh, Cleveland, they were holding a wild card spot at one point, but now since they have overtaken the Twins in that division, the Twins are now a holder of a wild card spot. They have actually not been playing great baseball as of late. They're four and six in their last 10. They've lost three straight. So as of right now, the Red Sox are actually holding on to the second wild card spot and the Twins are holding on to the third wild card spot. The Tampa Bay Rays, man, they have really been slumping lately. They're three and seven in their last 10. As if the season were to end today, the Rays wouldn't even be in the playoffs. And that's crazy considering how good the Rays have been for the last few years. Um, Man. So, but the Red Sox, they're in a good spot. So even if they end up losing this series, they're still going to be fine when it comes to the wild card standings. But uh, so right now, Toronto, they're holding on to the number one spot. And the Red Sox, they're not out of it when it comes to getting that first wild card. Right now, they are only half a game behind Toronto. Only a half game behind Toronto. They've been slumping a little bit lately too. So the Red Sox, they uh, they have a chance here in this series. If they could win this series, maybe even walk away with a sweep. I don't know if that, I don't know about that, but they have a chance here to maybe get into the first wild card position. So there's a lot of implications here, but it's going to be tough. Cleveland, they're playing great baseball as of late. So, um, moving on, moving on before I get out of here, I'm just going to go over some prospects. Uh, the Red Sox, man, you know, I got to give it up here for Brian Bayo right now. The, the top pitching prospect for the Red Sox in their organization. You know, I haven't been as excited for a pitching prospect for the Red Sox since 2007, when they called up buckles. I remember Buckles in 2006, 2007, man, he was showing some really, a lot of promise. And uh, Bram Bayo, he's starting to kind of give me those same vibes a little bit. I remember back in 2007, I went, I went and watched Clay Buckles when he, w- uh, when he was with the Paw Sox, not the Woo Sox, the Paw Sox. So, man, oh man. And he was so good in that. I think they went up against Rochester. I could be wrong. Um, but I remember that game, man. He went like seven innings, only give up a hit. He struck out like nine guys. Oh, Buckles was so good. They ended up coming up later on in that season, throwing the no hitter. Uh, awesome, man. But Brian Bayo, 
he is giving me the same vibes as him. Uh, in his last start, actually, Josh Taylor started that game where Brian Bayo came in and pitched, but they had Josh Taylor do a rehab appearance in that first inning uh, just so they can kind of keep things as normal as possible so they can kind of keep guys in their same routines. Uh, so they had uh, Josh Taylor open this one. Um, but then Bayo, he came in in the second, ended up pitching seven innings, five hits allowed, seven strikeouts, only a walk. You know, I'm just saying, man, you know, Bram Bayo, I would not be surprised to see him get a spot start with the Red Sox. But then again, I also would not be surprised if he ended up staying in the minor leagues this year. He's only 23 years old. It seems like the Red Sox have it covered with the spot starters. You know, you got Winkowski, you got Cutter Crawford. I've, I would actually not be surprised if Bayo ended up just pitching in the minor leagues for this whole year just to give him just all of the time he needs to develop. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to see him pitch a game with the Red Sox, man. I'm very excited about him. He's got great stuff. But they're really trying to fine-tune a lot of things with him right now. So take as long as you need. Brian Bayo, man. Take as long as you need. But he's really good. Pitching very good this year in the minor leagues. So far, over 77 innings and 13 starts in the minors. He has a 2.43 ERA and 99 strikeouts. Brian Bayo, he's the real deal. Uh, speaking of a top pitching prospect, the former top pitching prospect for the Red Sox, Brian Mata, had his fourth rehab start the other day. Didn't do so hot. Uh, two innings, 56 pitches, three earned on four hits. So, Mata right now, he's going through a rehab assignment. You got to remember, he just had Tommy John. He's only 23 years old. Um, but Mata, you know, hey, he's going to have his bumps. Whenever you haven't pitched in a long time, you know, you're on a rehab assignment. You know, there's going to be times where you're not going to look, you know, so crisp. But uh, Mata, he is showing some good stuff. He's showing good velocity. But uh, not so hot in his last rehab assignment with Greenville. Now, Speaking of single A, we're not going to go to Greenville, but we're going to go to Salem. I have been talking about this guy a lot. Nico Cavadas, man. I don't think there is, I, I don't know. I haven't fully looked at like at all of the numbers in the minor leagues, but Nico Cavadas is easily one of the top hitters in the minor leagues right now. This guy is out of his mind. Listen to these numbers. In the month of June, he just homered again last night, and he homered the night before that. But listen to these numbers in the month of June. He's hitting 386 this month with a 539 on base percentage. Are you kidding me? Nico Cavada is out of Notre Dame, a 539 on base percentage this month. What the heck? He's got a 947 slugging, nine homers. 25 RBIs. He has walked 20 times and he has struck out 20 times. This guy is off the charts, man. He is just killing it in Salem right now. Overall on the year, he's hitting 287 with a 456 on base and a 601 slugging, 12 homers, 47 RBIs. Get this guy to Greenville. Get him up to Greenville. Why are we why are we still in Salem? Go up to Greenville. What in the world? Nico Gavadas, he's been off the charts, man. 
off the charts. He has reached base safely in his last 19 games. My goodness. Nico Gavadas, please get this guy out of Salem. Have him go up to high A in Greenville. I don't see why he's still in Salem. This guy's off the charts. Um, But another guy, another guy, we got Nick York. He just came back recently. He was on the IL for a little while. And uh, he's not doing too hot so far this year in Greenville. Uh, Again, he was hurt for a little bit. So he's only played 37 games so far on the year. So far, he's only hitting 239 with a 309 on base and a 365 slugging. But I'm not too worried about him. You know, again, went through went through the injuries, and uh, I just think this guy's too good. He was so good last year. He was in Greenville last year, and uh, he hit 33 or 333 over the 21 games with a 406 on base and a 571 slugging. Um, I think he's going to end up being fine. But it's good to see Nick York back from the IL um but yeah Jason I see you in the chat Brandon Walter Brandon Walter uh he has actually been really good this year if we go take a look here at his numbers he recently went up to AAA and uh his ERA has not been too hot in Worcester so far, an uh an 8.22 ERA over two starts in AA he was killing it he had a 2.88 ERA over the nine starts, but uh, I feel like he might be, I think he might be injured. I think he might be on the IL. Hold on a second. Let me go pull up his game log here. Um, his last start came on June 8th, where he, he did pitch well in his last start, but he hasn't made a start since then. I'm not really sure. I think he might be on the IL. Um, I haven't seen, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta dig deeper into this, but he has not made a start since June 8th, but, uh, he definitely showed some promise in his last start, but everyone I'm gonna get out of here. That's all I have for today. Um, man, oh man, big series coming up. I'm excited for it day off today. So Kind of recharge your batteries. Get ready for this series this weekend. It's going to be a big one. Could this end up being a possible playoff preview? We'll have to wait and see how everything shakes up. But these two teams are playing great baseball lately. And uh, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Red Sox. I'm excited for it. Man, oh, man. And, you know, I'm going to say this right just before I get out of here. I have not been this excited for the Red Sox farm system in quite a bit now. The Red Sox have a lot of fun pieces on the farm right now. Bayo, Cavadas, man, they're just they're getting a lot of good stuff right now, man. You know, I just love it. I love it. Hein Bloom, he's been great uh, for the Red Sox. He's been bringing in a lot of these guys, and uh, you love to see it. But everyone, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm excited for this series. I'll be back. After this series is over, I'm guaranteeing you we're going to have a lot to talk about after this series, uh, but stay tuned for that. Everyone, um, I'm doing hot takes tonight on my channel, so please try and come out for hot takes tonight. Haven't done hot takes in a couple of weeks, so uh, be on the lookout for that. But everyone, don't forget about today's sponsor with Bet Online. Use the code BELIEVE, uh, B-L-E-A-V for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget our 
Another sponsor that we have, SeatGeek. Use my code HIDE for $20 off your first purchase. And don't forget about our other sponsor, Prize Picks, a 100% deposit match when you use my code GINGER. Everyone, thank you for coming out. I appreciate it. If you can, uh, go give me a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Google, uh, I would really appreciate a review, preferably a five-star review if, if you think I'm worth five stars. Definitely, if you have the chance, please go give me a review. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. But everyone, I'll be back again for the Believe in Red Sox podcast after the Guardian series. Thank you for coming out today. I really do appreciate it. Have yourself a good rest of the day. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.